before Google, social media, or IMDb, there were guys behind the counter. They were your window to all things movie, what just came out, and what is and what is not worth your time. Stay tuned as we discuss this week's staff pick, VHS finds, and anything else that may pop up. Welcome to Behind the Counter. We are the guys behind the counter. I'm Kev with Pizza Planet Video. And I'm Kev from Tape Town Video. Hey, bro. Good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Man. Loving this morning, bro. Got some coffee going. Feeling a little under the weather, but I'm ready to podcast, man. Dude, I'm excited because it's finally fall in the South. It only took a hurricane for it to become fall. Right. But woke up and it was like 48 degrees outside. I'm drinking a pumpkin latte. I got a big scarf on. I yeah, should, you got you I, got your cozy little sweater, man. I did. I got my Uggs on. I showed you my Uggs. So I, I'm <laughs> got your basic basic bitch attire. Oh, I am ready to go. So ready. Oh my gosh, I just want to go sit at Starbucks and drink a mocha latte bullshit so bad. Mm, can I get some extra sea salt and caramel and whatever it is that I'm drinking? <laughs> <laughs> if I don't have a pumpkin cookie in the next five minutes, I'm gonna kill someone. Someone is gonna die. But it finally feels like. <laughs> fall in the season and it makes me want to watch halloween movies more yeah i feel that man i feel that it's hard to watch like a fall movie when it's 98 degrees outside it's just it doesn't set the mood right i totally get that dude totally get that dude it's supposed to snow here on sunday you live in you live in another universe it's just not how it works here in the south dude (laughs) it's been crazy i mean i feel like there hasn't even been fall yet and it's like hey guess what snow's coming it's that time of year, man. So let's just jump right into TikTok. Yeah. So we are like, dude, we've had a giveaway going this week and we've had a lot of entries. I've been like so happy to see the amount of people like wanting to pick up the stack. Yeah. I'm super jealous of the stack. I, I actually put my name in six times. So I'm really crossing <laughs> my fingers. I knew hoping... that uh, Johnny, Johnny Tape Man from uh, California, that I knew that wasn't a real person. That had to be you, bro, making up fake accounts. All right, you got me. Damn it. <laughs> so we got a good stack here, man. Um, so what we did was we, we went out, got a, got, a, got a good lineup of tapes, and then we did something called spool swapping. Yeah, so spool swapping is something we haven't really talked about a ton on the show. But you basically, you take a movie, you find a colored video cassette, and then you switch the film, and then you very gently, you get up, the label and you switch it onto the colored cassette and you customize it and it looks it looks really cool man it's a great way to like beef up your collection and it also adds to the the hunting factor of like finding these colored cassettes you know yeah most of the colored cassettes that you'll find are kids movies right yeah most of them. i have a lot of bob the builder yeah and blues clues and yeah, yeah those nickelodeon orange oh you know? yeah for sure Veggie Tales, Veggie Tail Green. Veggie Tail um, Green. Yep, yep. If you go, Paramount did a really cool release uh, in the early '90s where they did Red October and Red. They did Ghosts with Demi Moore and Gray. Uh, Godfather Three. They did a gold double pack. Um, Indecent Proposal was like a like a, like a darker green, and then The Firm they released in a navy blue. So if you're out there, I would always if you're at your local thrifts check those titles because you never know when you're going to find a colored tape and then you could swap it into something else that would match really well. I remember when you told me that I was like, I got to look and I got so excited. I went out and looked 
Yeah. I found like eight Hunt for Red Octobers and none of them were fucking red. None yeah, of them. it's I caught I texted you so pissed. I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. I think you're lying. <laughs> but you found one. You found one about a week ago, didn't you? I got two now. You got two. Oh, that's right. Someone sent you a couple this week. Yeah. So I want to thank VHS Heat for sending me a bunch of colored cassettes. Woo! And you know, I from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate the whole tape community. We're just it, everyone's such good people. And he wanted to donate these tapes to the to the shop for me to swap things and just make cool, cool movies. What a cool dude. VHS Heat bringing the heat, man. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we decided that we were going to announce the winner live today on the show. Um, and so we, we put all the names in a hat, drew out a winner. And dude, the winner, actually a guy who's been a fan for quite a while. He's been a fan of me over at Tape Town, and I know he's a, he's a fan of you over at Pizza Planet. For sure. Yeah. And that dude, that awesome guy, is Matty G, 189. Congrats, bro. You are getting the fat stack of the first ever Spooktober giveaway. So you're getting a, a clear blue copy of The Thing. You're getting a gray copy of Silver Bullet. You're getting a red copy of The Shining. And then you're getting two multicolored Goosebumps tapes. You're getting one, The Day at the Horror Land, uh, part one and two. And then you're getting The Werewolf at Fever Swamp. So enjoy, bro. Yeah. Uh, we'll hit you up. We'll get your address. And that, that shit will be coming your way, my friend. And guys, we're going to be doing a lot more giveaways. Um, we've got some swag now. So we're going to start giving away some buttons and some stickers. We've got That's some right. other sticker ideas and some That's cool right. ideas coming down the pipeline. Um, Kevin and I like to make crazy things up and make them. And yeah, man, share them with the world. That's right. So, dude, tell me about your week. Tell me about some of these finds. So, my week was uh, was a pretty decent week. Uh, uh, you know, the one thing we did talk about was uh, Pizza Planet headquarters. Got a little water in it from the hurricane, but don't yeah. worry, all the tapes were safe. Um, I've slowed down my hunting because I've decided I've got to figure out what I have before I buy any more. Makes sense. So, I've been really sticking to that. Um, I've only broke that that uh, rule I made for myself once, yep. and that was yesterday after we tried to record the podcast, but it just <laughs> it wasn't wasn't in the stars. So it's so funny, dude. We, yeah, we were talking, and you were like, "I'm I'm done for a little bit. I gotta like categorize everything I got, figure out what I got, and then I got a text maybe like 20 minutes later, and you're like, "Bro, do you have these tapes? Because I'm gonna grab them for you." <laughs> well, I went to find a book at one of my favorite stores, Half Price Books. I was looking for Stephen King's Pet Cemetery. And I just happened to walk. Well, actually, my son found them when he pulled them off the shelf. So, oh, so he knows now. Oh, yeah. He uh, he knocked all the tapes off. And so when I was putting them back up, <laughs> I found you a copy of Weird Science and Hackers. Thanks, man. I found myself a copy of Sidekick, which is now we both have a copy of Sidekick. That's right. Which was recommended to us by one of our listeners. And we yes. will now that we both have it, we'll eventually get to a review of it. Yeah, probably and, sometime November, I think. We'll, yeah, we'll drop that guy for sure. And then I the found, and then and then I found a copy of The Professional. Oh, cool! And then the other day, I found it on VHS, which was awesome. Nice. And then I found, uh, what was it, Short Circuit Two? Okay, in the clam, right? But in the clam, and that bothers me because again, I'm weird when I collect things. So I have short circuit one in a slip and short circuit two in a clam. So now yeah. the challenge is I have to find either one of them in the clam or one of them in a slip because they have to match. 
I understand that, man. I but understand I, that. I couldn't pass up the risk where people will say, well, why did you buy it anyways? Because I couldn't pass up the risk of not finding it again. Yeah. That's what's hard about some of these titles, right? Is it's may it not is, be man. may not be exactly what you're looking for, but knowing how hard it is to find a lot of the things that we look for, you just grab it. Yeah, I feel you, man. I feel you. And and you know, you watch it and you enjoy it, and then you hope to find the one actual version you're looking for. You right. Because I found it a while back, but it was in like I guess it had been a video store copy, and so okay. they had it in like a plastic case with the spine of the box cut out and taped to the inside of that plastic case yeah I, Which, I so understand I, man. I struggle with cut boxes dude I, I do I found a copy a cut box copy of summer rental this week um, with John Candy and same kind of deal I picked it up because like I I've never seen it one and I really wanted to watch it and two I don't think I've ever really seen it out in the wild so I figured I might as well grab it and hey hopefully I'll find uh, a nice actual sleeve of it you know yeah. And if anything, we could probably figure out how to make a sleeve for him, you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, totally. I, you definitely could. So could, that's kind of that's kind of where my brain went with it. So, yeah, that was kind of my week with hunting. Yeah, you had a much better week of hunting. I had a very good week, man. Last week for me was kind of dry. Nothing much really happening. Uh, and then this week I was over at Ben's and he was like, I just scored a copy of Chopping Mall. And I was like, what? Can I grab that? And he's like, yeah, come in later this week. And uh, he is just the coolest dude. Uh, ben of Ben's Game Zone in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, if you guys are ever like, one, if you're local, hit me up because I'd love to hang out. And, you know, we'll go grab lunch, maybe do a hunt. Who knows? Um, also, like, if you're not local, stop by this guy's shop. If you're ever doing a trip, like, coming across the state or, you know, whatever – got to check out this shop he's got over fifty thousand vhs tapes in his store all for purchase and he's so cool like he doesn't mark stuff up um i mean he sold me a copy of chopping mall for a buck a beautiful copy like insane sleeve condition uh the stickers are still on it you know and with lightning video it's kind of a gamble like a lot of times the sleeves have fallen off by now because of the glue they used and stuff um but dude it's like Great copy. I watched it yesterday, uh, two days ago in the morning, and uh, quality of the the picture quality is great. Audio is great. I mean, it's just, dude, it's a great copy. Um, so that was a huge, huge excitement for the week. Super jealous of that. Yeah, yeah, that's been on my list for quite a while, man. Um, trying to find, trying to find a copy of that, and I'd never seen it. And it was one of those I kind of refused to watch unless I watched it on tape. Like I didn't want to watch it. I, I, I mean, I know I could have, but just. I don't know. I have a thing about watching movies for the first time on tape. So that was kind of one I, I held off watching. Um, the other thing I found, dude, was really cool. I think I sent you a picture of it. Is that Home Alone 2 behind the scenes tape? Yeah, that thing is sweet. So I looked it up, and apparently it was released by L.A. Gear, the shoe company. You remember that? Oh, yeah. I had, the, the, I had the L.A. Gear pumps because my dad would not buy me the Nike pumps. Oh, nice. So I had the two-tone... <laughs> LA gears, black and uh, gray pumps. Okay. Well, dude, like, I mean, I may, I may be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure you got this tape when you bought a pair of LA gear because LA gear is written on it like three different times. And it says not for sale, not for rental or for public demonstration. So I think the only way that you got this tape was for free when you bought something. 
So oh it's kind God. of in a way almost like a screener. Um, and I've, I've never seen it, man. I looked it up online. It was going for like 30 bucks in some places. So, so that's that, definitely part of my collection that I'm keeping. I that, love it. That's a prized possession now. That's a prized possession, man. I watched it. It's got interviews and it's got like um, just, yeah, I mean, exactly what it says behind the scenes footage from Home Alone 2. It's awesome. That is awesome. And you found something else yesterday at the bins didn't you from home alone 2 i did yeah 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 i found uh, a nintendo copy of home alone 2 oddly enough uh and it's coming your way man because i don't have a nintendo oh, you gotta got get it 50 cents in the bins bro straight out of the bins bro yeah straight out of the bins that's awesome yeah <laughs> i i still have my nintendo from when i was a kid again i'm a hoarder in some aspects of things Still have my Sega as well, but uh, oh Sega! I'm a Sega guy. I played Sega a lot when I was a kid. Cause Sonic the Hedgehog was the shit. Yeah, man. Primal Rage. I love Primal Rage. Was it Clay Fighters? Clay was so good. I'm not gonna (laughs) lie. When I when I I got into N64 pretty hard with Goldeneye. Yeah, Goldeneye was great. Oh, such good. It was a solid game. Solid game. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that heading my way. It's gonna go down into the uh, rental department of Pizza Planet with the newest video game releases. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so what do you got off the top of your head? What are like the top three maybe games that you got that are like your prized possessions for your Nintendo? I have the Ninja Turtles game. Oh, sick. Which is still all in the you know box and everything, which is apparently oh, kind gosh. of a hard one to find. I'm not sure. I don't yeah. keep up too much with the Nintendo like collectability. But right. again, I have all three of the um, Mario Brothers, which were my, that was my game. Yeah. So I've got all those, but uh, uh, that and Contra. Contra. I'm trying to remember. Um, which Contra is the shoot 'em game where the cheat code was up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B, select, start. And then you got oh, okay. <laughs> Infinity Lives. Nice. <laughs> I can't tell you what I've learned in all, you know, whatever, 30 years of. <laughs> mathematics but i can tell you the contra cheat code i learned when i was a kid it's awesome man that was the best wasn't it like there's was no internet right so you had to like buy these magazines that had the cheat codes in them right or it was word of mouth like you were in like the video store and someone's like do you know the code and you're like yeah no i don't weird man that plays video games constantly yeah. and then they would tell you <laughs> i see it tattooed on your arm sir uh that's very, a- your very fat beef fed arm yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i learned it forever ago and just started playing contra was definitely one of my games for sure that's cool man that's cool uh, oh i forgot to tell you i found stepfather 2 this week oh uh, that sounds like a good movie from the stepfather series it has um we were a lost guy at all have you ever watched lost uh the tv show yeah i watched a couple episodes my wife was a huge lost fan oh okay um there's a character called Locke, and he's kind of like the old mystical man he like He's on the plane that crashes, and he kind of becomes, like, in tune with the island really early off. So he's kind of got this mysterious vibe and stuff. And he's a great actor. Um, and, yeah, so he plays the the stepfather that's trying to kill everybody in Stepfather 2. I think the kid from Sidekicks is in Stepfather 2. Oh, really? I got to remember his name. Huh. I got to look it up. I got gotcha. you. So do you have Stepfather 1? No, I, th- that's the only one of the trilogy that I have, but... Dude, I remember vividly when I first started collecting, I found a Stepfather 1 and 2, but didn't know what it was. And so at that point, I wasn't collecting things that I didn't know. Dude. Okay, I'm glad that we stumbled on this. So 
sometime soon I was going to bring up the the subject of do you have any that have gotten away like tapes that you left on the shelf because you didn't know what they were and then it haunts you like to this day yes that would be the, I had stepfather one and two Ugh. uh I had all the porkies all porkies oh dude and but at that point I was collecting again things that I, were more important to my mind right yeah and I had a stack of I I probably had like 20 tapes yeah. And it was at Goodwill and Goodwill tapes are a buck unless they're 50% off with that color. Right. So I was like, dude, I'm looking at $20 right now in tapes. This is oh, kind of getting out of control. So I had to weed it down and I put back the collection of Porky's and stepfather one and two. Oh, such a bummer, man. Such a yeah. bummer. Super pissed off that I did that, but yeah. I'll find them again. Yeah. I got a couple of those, dude. What do you got? So my, okay, this is my biggest regret. Um, I was maybe collecting for like a week, like uh, a couple, like when I first started again, a couple years back. And so I just, I didn't know a lot of these obscure titles. Like I was mainly, honestly, I was in it to collect your matrix on VHS, you know, uh, just anything that I had watched already. And I wanted to watch it on tape basically. Uh Um, And I went to a garage sale dude and they had like a couple movies in like a basket for like a quarter and they had the movie Surf Nazis Must Die, a media release, and it was beautiful. And I was, I had no idea what it was. And I just wasn't in that frame of mind where I was like looking for obscure stuff. So I just, I left it, man. And it's, it's like, as far as tape collecting goes, it's pretty high up there on a lot of people's lists. Um, it's one of the trauma movies, the guys that did uh, Toxic Avenger and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that one got away, man. I wake up at night sometimes with the thought of it <laughs> in the back of my mind. Dude, the one I, that got away. I remember Troma from was it like up all night or up at late night? It was like a USA like after dark thing. We used to play okay. a lot of Troma movies. That's how I watched Toxic Avenger. Yeah, uh, that's a great one. I love that movie, man. It's kind of funny, like all these things, like are when you start getting into the collecting world. Yeah. Like they're just some like you're not really that into them but you know that they're what you should get, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. you know, Chopping Mall was not on my radar, but now that I'm into this world of VHS collecting, there are certain ones that every I feel like every VHS collector has to have on their list. Like they live Chopping Mall, a lot of classic horror, Monster Squad, like, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Like all these things have to be <laughs> Yeah, acquired and then you like move to the next level of VHS collecting. <laughs> it's almost like Pokemon. We're like real life Pokemon collectors or something. Dude, you got I have 600 VHS. I mean, <laughs> it's out of control and I it's like I I have panic attacks. I'm like I can't leave it. I just can't leave it. Because yeah. if I leave it and someone destroys it, I'll I'll be really sad. Like Yeah, it it is I mean, you put so much time and effort into finding this stuff. Um I think that um do you remember when I went with Haunted Gauntlet to his friend's house when he was selling his, his oh, yeah. collection. I was talking to the guy and and he was like, yeah, man. So like, this is all like tapes that I've picked up one at a time, like over a lunch break. You know, I had an hour, uh, I was off work. I went to the thrift shop and I found this, you know? And so I looked around this place of like, I mean, probably close to like 10,000 tapes that this guy had. He had an insane amount of tapes. And, and I'm just, like, imagining the time and the effort, like, this dude put in to finding all these tapes. And it just, like, it meant so much more, you know? Like, when you see somebody's, like, personal 
collection that they've put time into finding. It's just it's just wild, dude. It's yeah. Well, and it's also like a delve into kind of like well, you know, the, the movies that they put importance on. Like if you look at the shelf at Pizza Planet, yeah. It kind of tells my history. Right. Yeah. You know what totally. I'm saying? Yeah. Like I have the Matrix and I have like you know, as being an outdoor fishing guide, I have a river runs through it and all that, but those aren't on the shelf. Right. Those are in back stock. Yeah. I have on the shelf, the ones that mean the most that to kind of, and if you follow the lineage, the timeline, it kind of depicts who I am as an adult. So yeah, it's, this is kind of an extension of who we are and that's why yeah, we, it, yeah. we enjoy these things. Totally, man. Totally. And uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. Cause when I see a lot of guys posting stuff that I haven't seen or heard about, I get excited because I, I want to experience it. And I, in a way, it's like I want to understand why these movies keep getting posted so much. You know what I mean? Like I want to, I want to see it for myself and, Correct. and enjoy it. You know, so I mean, Sidekicks, perfect example. We had, ne- I had never heard of it. Yeah, I've never. Yeah, I don't think I heard of it either. Uh, and then, no, maybe I heard of it. Maybe I heard of it. I hadn't seen it though. Yeah, and yeah. someone suggested it, so we were like, "Screw it, I'll go find it." So it was. It's been on the top of the list to find. And when you find it, it's this like little euphoric moment. You're like. Yes, I have completed this challenge. Yeah. And the next challenge is to find time to watch it. Good yeah. lord. Oh, <laughs> Does life get yeah. in the way or what? Good god. <laughs> I have watched a couple this week, I'll say. Um I watched Deadly Friend. If you enjoy Who's there? being really scared. If you are not afraid <gasps> of the unknown. If you found a friend in fear, then we have a friend for you. Hi. Samantha. Get me the police. The director who unleashed Freddy in Nightmare on Elm Street, Wes Craven, now brings you his most frightening creation. Get out of my house! I had never heard of this either. Now I've got to find that movie. Dude, Deadly Friend is awesome. Um, so, okay, I, it came out, I think it was 86. So it, it came out almost parallel with Short Circuit. So I'm going to explain the plot like via Short Circuit. So the plot to Deadly Friend is basically if Ali Sheedy and Johnny Five got killed and then Steve Gutenberg was to take the brain of Johnny Five, put it in Ali Sheedy, and then Ali Sheedy comes back to life, and then she is really confused because she's like, man, I feel like a robot, pretty much. And then it goes on, like, a killing spree. And then Steve Gutenberg has to figure out what to do. That's basically Deadly Friend. I think you literally should explain everything as a short circuit reference. So, like, if, <laughs> like I want... I want you next time we talk, I want to have an explanation of chopping mall via <laughs> short circuit. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's just, that was just amazing. That was the best thing I've ever heard. Thanks man. Thanks. I mean, 
and I, I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to brag here, but if you watch it, I mean, it's a, it's pretty close. It's a pretty close explanation. I'm gonna uh, have to find it now. <laughs> it's good, dude. It's a Wes Craven movie. Um, there is one of the most insane kills I've ever seen in that movie. With a just just keep an eye on the basketball. That's all I'm gonna say um, when you find it. <laughs> More movies to watch, man. I mean, I just keep adding to the list. Just keep adding to the list. Yeah, the mean lady from the Goonies. Um, uh, she plays like a shotgun toting hermit in this one, and that's pretty great. Well, that's kind of her character. And I feel like every movie she's ever been in. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Well, one thing I want to talk about before we get off, well, actually two things. I want to give another shout out to Collection Therapy. He sent me one of his wall slabs for Pizza Planet yeah. video, and it is just awesome. It's killer. I love it. It's hanging on the uh, above the desk in the shop. So I want to thank you so much to Collection Therapy. You guys, go check his page out. Go buy some of his wall slabs. They're super awesome. Um, yeah, they look cool, man. They look really cool. Let's talk about a, a, a release that came out this week, uh, or a trailer that came out this week, Pet Cemetery. So many trees. It's beautiful, right? It's definitely not Boston. Here we go. Okay, so what do you think? Wow, this whole place is ours? I even got him to throw in a whole forest as a new backyard. It was a myth. Kids used to dare each other to go into the woods at night. They knew the power of that place. I'm intrigued. I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to, I want to see it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are like, you know, you know, they're not coming up with any original ideas. I'm not intrigued by this. It's going to ruin the original. I I'm giving just from the original. This is the teaser trailer. I guess it looked good. It did. Yeah. I, I thought it was well done. It made me want to see it. It made me want to see the original again. So I don't know. Right. To me that, that was a, a successful trailer. So I'm excited yeah. to see it. I hope it doesn't ruin it. I don't think it will. I, I think it had enough of the, like, original movie yeah. in there that it looked like – I mean, there were shot-for-shot shot stuff that looked like it was it was a remake. Like, they were really digging deep to, to connect the two movies, you know? Um, the only thing I wish is I wish uh, the judge from My Cousin Vinny was in there. <laughs> and I had totally forgotten he was in the original. Yeah. Oh, he's Are the... you mocking me with that outfit? <laughs> God, that's such a good movie, too. I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, that was like one of the first ones I found. It but yeah, nice. so yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see it, and I'm excited yep. to see more trailers. But we got to wait until like April now. So Yeah. I hope because with Stephen King stuff, uh, there's some that are really good, and there's some that are really shitty. Um, so I think we were talking this week a little bit where I was talking about The Dark Tower, and I love the books. I mean, I think I spent like six months straight reading the entire seven books. You know, and it was like I didn't read anything else at that time. I wasn't even watching a lot of like TV or movies. I was just straight up 
just reading the Dark Tower series. Um, and then I watched the movie and it was just, oh man, it broke my heart. It was just not at all one, what it could have been. And two, just an accurate portrayal. I feel like of the series, you know? Right. So again, you know, you have that's, that's that constant argument. The book is usually always better than the movie. They have more time to set up things, but that, that series is so jam packed of just stuff, just character plot lines and events that there's no way they can actually accurately portray it in a movie yeah just no eddie dean i'm just not interested man like if you're gonna do a dark tower uh okay well they think they jumped around i guess that's why i'm saying that so like they did the the first you know because the first book doesn't have eddie eddie comes in the second book but they skipped around to where they almost wanted to start from like the third or fourth book where they're doing stuff in new york but they didn't have any in it. And I'm like, what, what is happening? So. Yeah. They basically compressed all the books into a single movie. Yeah. Which is, what are you doing? That's a terrible idea. Don't even make it. Right. I mean, yeah. And I, I haven't seen it because I don't, that book series is very, very important to me. I, I, it's one of my favorites and it, Right. Because it took like forty years of my life to read all eight thousand nine hundred and twenty-two thousand pages, <laughs> um, so I just I don't want it to get ruined. And again, right. some people are like, you know, well, whatever. So yeah, but then you got it, which is which is a Stephen King adaption, and it was amazing. Like the new It movie, uh, I mean, it was like one of the I feel like greatest movies I've seen in the last like five years, like. Man, the director, he killed it. Like, the writing was killer. The kids were amazing, dude. Like, they, they balanced that perfect line of comedy and, and horror. And, yeah, it was great. So, I'm hoping this Pet Cemetery comes off more as a really true Stephen King kind of adaption. You know, that they follow suit with what kind of is going on with it, you know? Yeah. I'm always... I hate it when like directors do. You know, I don't want to see your retake. I just want to see the original movie just done with better everything, graphics, sound, you know, all that. You know, it'd be, that's what I'm looking for. I don't yep. want you to like mess it up with your sure, with your man. adaptation of it. So, yeah, yep. man. Yep. Well, we got a great movie this week, brother. Dude, I am stoked. It was my number one Halloween movie from our last episode of our top ten Halloween movies. And yeah. this week's movie is Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Jump back. Twist the bones and bend the back. Back in 1693, the people of Salem, Massachusetts... Witches! Yes? ...thought they got rid of the Sanderson sisters for good. Uh, we shall be back! <laughs> 300 years later... It's Halloween Eve, and they're back. Uh-oh. We are home. Are you boys a little old to be trick-or-treating? He's talking about three ancient hags versus the 20th century. How bad can it be? Now they're digging up old friends. And running amok. Amok, amok. Looking for the one thing they miss most. You stay for supper. I'm not hungry. But we are. 
Only one boy has the power to stop them. Prepare to die again. You have no power to hear you. Before all Salem falls under their spell. Presents Bette Midler. Uh, hello. Sarah Jessica Parker. Would thou dance with me? And Kathy Najimi. Hocus Pocus. Into the night! They love to fly. And it shows. Good night. Sleep tight. No screaming. <laughs> Hocus Pocus. The Sanderson sisters. That's right. Dude. <laughs> I mean, so a basic layout of this movie is the Sanderson sisters um, are three witches that were basically executed in Salem in like the 1600s for doing witchcraft, right? But before right. they died, they cursed uh, Zachary Binks, and yep. he became he became a cat and could never die because it was his fault they were going to get murdered. Yep. And they put, uh, they did. I guess they made a curse on themselves that on All Hallows Eve, if a virgin were to light the black candle, they would come back to life and wreak havoc on the town. And that's basically what happens. A virgin lights this candle. Did you notice how many times they said virgin in this movie? They did. They did a lot. A lot and, of virgin. At the same time, they didn't make any virgin jokes. It is a Disney movie too. That's true. Yeah. Some say it's the first Disney movie. To say virgin, but Dragon Slayer was the first Disney movie to say virgin. Oh, really? Okay. So, a little something yeah. there. But cool. this movie is the quintessential for me Halloween. Like, it's yeah. it's not Halloween without watching this movie at least five to six times. Right. It has all like the makings of an amazing Halloween movie. Like, uh, just the setting, and you know, there's so many scenes of them trick or treating, and like, uh, I feel like half of it's shot at night. You know, oh. with like with the leaves kind of falling, like it just it sets a perfect scene for for Halloween. So I'm glad you brought up the leaves. So my wife and I were watching it the other night, um, uh-huh. and she feels like she read somewhere or heard something that when it was recorded wasn't the proper time for fall. So people they were painting the leaves, the fall really? colors. <laughs> so I couldn't find anything to back that up online, but I choose to believe. That's what happened because that was amazing. Yeah, I mean, it was so over the top in a great way. Oh yeah, I could, I could, I could get into buying that they were painting leaves. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's just one of those things that if we're gonna start an, an urban myth about this movie, I want it, I want it to be that. That's done. Hashtag. Uh, what's up with the leaves? I like that. I like that a lot. So <laughs> we're that's started. That's happening. Yeah. But I always forget that this movie starts with a flashback. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of like Ernest because Ernest starts with a flashback too. And then mm-hmm. they snap out of it and they're in the classroom and someone's telling the story, you know? Oh, and then of course, you know, Max Dennison doesn't believe in all any of this mumbo jumbo because he's from California yeah. and he's too fucking cool for school. He's way too tubular. He's too tubular. And he's like, dude, everyone knows that Halloween was created by the candy industry to sell more candy. Yeah. Those are the type of people that I want to hit, want to punch just right in the yeah. face. Yeah. I'm like, hey, how about you have a little imagination and enjoy life, <laughs> Max? Max Dennison, you jerk. Yeah. 
But I yeah, mean, yeah. And then I dude, when he and then he gives um, what is the uh, Danny his phone number so sly he was like, well, if you want to explain it to me sometime, here's my number. Yeah. Well, he's from California in the, in the, I guess he was born in the eighties, man. He's used to doing, you know, cocaine off the top of the urinal. He's, he's he, like, he's smooth, man. He's got, he's got all the moves down. Dude. And so here's another funny fact. My wife pointed out when he handed her her phone number, his phone number, the first three digits were five, five, five. Really? And so we were like, dude, every, she was like every Hollywood movie phone numbers always starts with five, five, five. So then we looked it up and they, they originally, the, the, the phone company has given Hollywood 10 phone numbers, all starting with 555, to use in movies. What? So when people actually try to call them, they don't ever go to anything. Like Whoa. in dot, one of the diehards, they're like, what was that cell phone number again? He's like, 555, back to the future. Marty McFly looks up his parents' phone number. It's or num- not, not, not his parents, but Doc's phone number. It's 555. Dude, that's tight. I had no idea. Uh I didn't cool. either. She pointed it out, and so we Googled it. Thank you, okay. Google. That's pretty nuts, dude. But, dude, another funny thing about this movie is it was released in the summer. I don't know why that, make, why that makes any sense. Huh. It's a fall movie. It's fucking Halloween, and they released it in, like, July. Well, would it have – okay, July, August, September. I mean, it took about six months to hit – home video so i don't think they were trying to set it up for well maybe they were maybe they were trying to set it up for uh for vhs release on halloween this is true i, I never know. i never thought about that but i just it struck me as funny because i like to like you know in the show notes write down the dates that things are released and i was just like yeah i just assumed it would have been released in the fall which right. is make it's like, why would you release a Christmas movie in the summertime or, you know, yeah. in the spring? It doesn't make any sense. But whatever. Yeah, Bette Midler in this movie, she's almost too good as a witch. She's like, she's really good. Dude, the whole <laughs> cast is good. Bette Midler yeah. uh, is Kathy Najimy. Najini, Jimmy, I can't remember it's her last name. Sister. I've decided already when I refer to them in this, it's going to be the redhead sister, the blonde sister, and the dark-haired sister. Because okay. I don't know all their so, so the blonde sister is Sarah Jessica Parker. Yes, exactly. So that's Sarah Sanderson. Bette Midler okay. plays Winifred Sanderson, and Kathy plays Mary Sanderson. Okay. Well, cool. I just think I I think they're hilarious. This and what's this movie came out in '93. Yeah, we're watching it 2018, and I still laugh. I think it's still it's a timeless movie, even though it's old school. It's still a timeless. You could watch it today and still enjoy it. Absolutely, and, dude. Yeah. I think I mean just a lot of the jokes. I mean, uh, just so good. Yeah, I love that they filmed it in Salem. You know, you yeah. were saying that like on your on your kind of dream list one day is to go and kind of see the set and see what's left of where they filmed it. You know, so a lot of people make a pilgrimage to the house that Max Dennison and his family lived in, and that house okay. is, he had the coolest bedroom ever. He had a cool bedroom. Yeah. It had that turret thing on the top with the stairs. Yeah. And he goes in there and plays that drums, all trying to be all badass playing the drums, and it's like the simplest yeah. little beat. But his yeah. face is so serious. You're like, bro, you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> shit yourself or something. You need to relax. Yeah, yeah. And the little sister, so she was in Monkey Trouble. You remember Monkey Trouble? I do. She was also in um, what is that movie? Where like the roses are on the cover, blanking, whatever. Oh, American Beauty. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. So her name is Thora, Thora Birch. Right, 
Right. She was I a- wonder if she has a chimpanzee. Or not chimpanzee. What, what would you call the monkey that's in monkey trouble? I'd say it's a chimpanzee. Is that a chimp? It is a chimp, isn't it? It's a car- yeah. cartoon-ish. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if she has a chimpanzee to this day. Because I would. I would totally. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to go on I eBay think- right through the show and buy one now. Yeah, especially this time of year. Bro, I'd be taking that monkey out in the street, and I'd be like, hey, go steal that kid's candy. And I would just have the monkey just getting me candy all the time. Yeah, I see nothing wrong with this, and I think we both should do this. Yeah, all right. All, all right. right. Uh, when we get off the show, I'm going to find out how to get a monkey. It's probably they're probably like 50 bucks on eBay. You know, who knows? Probably. Yeah, probably. You just add water. <laughs> yeah, just so they absorb water. They just <laughs> pop something. You got a monkey. Yeah. Dude, Vanessa Shaw. Um she plays like the love interest man i'm blanking on her name too danny you said yep so she was in corky romano which is one of my guilty pleasure movies i don't know why but i love chris Kattan movies they're terrible but i love watching them i i can't get into that i just they're just (laughs) too bad they're real bad man they're real bad i it must be like I don't know. I must have been like 10 or something when they came out and it just was like so entertaining at the time. And now I have this like sick appreciation for them or something. (laughs) (laughs) We we all have the guilty pleasure movies. You're just like, this is so bad. Oh yeah. But I love monkey bone dude. Monkey bone. Brendan Fraser. That's a good one. I love monkey bone. (laughs) I love suicide squad and everyone hates it. So (laughs) whatever. I enjoy watching the damn movie. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, but the, the I don't know when. So they, you know, Zachary Binks getting back in the movie. Yep. Um, is a cat now, and <laughs> I just like it when he jumps on his neck and he like attacks him when he they're at this. Let's, okay, let me step back a little bit further. When they right. go into the Sanderson sisters' home, which is now at a park, I guess you could say. And he, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, it has, it's been closed for years and he picks up yeah. a Zippo lighter and it just happens to have fluid and light perfectly fine. Works perfectly. That's not how Zippos work. The fluid would evaporate, but um, what's the, the worst that could happen? Let's, let's like this sucker. And I was like, yeah. this guy's a badass. He must a bunch of hocus pocus guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I love that. The movie name drop. Oh right God. There it's just, it was so good. But when the cat jumped on his neck, Zachary Binks attacked him to get him to stop from lighting the candle. It looked like he was being killed. Like he was like rolling around and throwing and thrashing. Oh my God. <laughs> but still that part scares me, even though I know it's happening. It like, cause it, he jumps out of nowhere and I'm like, dude, you've seen this movie yeah. a thousand fucking times. Still startles me. Yeah. You know what I love dude, about the cat is the, the, the guy, the, the guy who voiced the cat is different from the actor. Correct. Did you know that? I, yeah. I had, so he's the guy that did the voice in the Goofy movie and a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff in the 90s. Um, so in the end, they have the actor come back again and they use the voice of the cat over his voice. And I was cracking up. <laughs> I had read that one somewhere that they had dubbed over. Um, yeah. 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 I liked when they went into the cemetery and uh, Billy came out of the ground to follow them. Right. Dude, I think Billy's my favorite character. In Dude, movie. the guy that plays Billy, um, yeah. is his name is Doug Jones. Um, he's in like a lot of things, but not as him. He's, I guess he's yeah. a, like a, a character actor. So he's always, so like he was in Pan's Labyrinth. Um, what else? he's he's been in yeah. a little bit of everything. Hell, Hellboy, Hellboy one yep. two. 
he played Abe, the like, yeah, the water yep. creature. I mean, he he's yeah. so good. Yeah, I liked it when uh, his head got knocked off and he's he's crawling around trying to find it. I'm just like, ah, just slapstick comedy, just good fun. Or when when yeah. um when uh, Binks gets run over and then uh-huh. self inflates. Yeah, that was pretty great. <laughs> uh, there was some adult humor in here that I really enjoyed. The bus driver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With, uh, when Sarah Jessica Parker drops that one line, like, "You want thou won't respect me in the morning." Yeah, or, yeah, dude, I was cracking up <laughs> when he's talking about like they're like he's like, "What are you looking for?" And they're like, "Children." He goes, "It may take me a few tries, but I'll get it there." Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" They're talking about sex on a Disney movie. Yeah, and I love like seeing the sisters interact with like modern day. That was one of my other favorite parts. Was like even when they first come out of the house and they see like that the streets wet, they think it's like a river and they're like freaking out. They're like, "Oh my god, the river!" And then one of them steps on it and they're like, "Oh, okay. I don't know what this is, but we can we walk can on walk it. on it." <laughs> and then the fire engine comes and they freak out again. Yeah, yeah. or they they think all the kids trick or treating <laughs> are, are, are hobgoblins. Yeah, and they yeah. Get tricked into um, what's um, Gary Marshall plays the devil, and he's right. like the Sanderson think... sisters. I've been waiting for you. Come in, and then like yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker dances with him, and then his wife uh, comes down. That's it. Everyone out. Yeah. Oh God, it's so good. Um, yeah. And then when they went to the concert, when uh. All the kids were trying to get their parents, and they went to the like that gathering of all the parents, and they had that concert. And Bette Midler yep. sang. That's just that's a catchy tune. It was yeah, it was great, and it was almost like each of them kind of had a, like a special power, you mm-hmm. know, where Bette Midler was kind of like the brains, and then um, so the the dark haired witch, her name Mary. Mary. Mary Mm -hmm. Sanderson she like is able to like sniff out where the kids are (laughs) and then uh Sarah Sanderson like is the one who sings and kind of like puts a spell on them and makes them all kind of like gathered in one area so they each had like one thing that they were kind of like they were good at I guess dude I don't know it was just it's it's so good I liked (laughs) and uh I don't know there's so many things I can talk about but like I just feel like everybody should go watch it for themselves yeah, it's. I mean, it's a great one. Like, um, yeah, if you haven't seen it, like, obviously, go see it. I feel like everybody our age grew up watching this movie. You For know? sure. Uh, do you have any special memories that you'd say with Hocus Pocus, like the first time you saw it, or did you see it in theaters? I'm pretty sure I saw Hocus Pocus as a kid in a theater um, okay. with my parents, but I don't know. Like, it's always been a movie we watch as a kid. Like, we had it on VHS. Um, and when I when I collected VHS, I went home and got all the VHS from my family's home. And unfortunately, okay. the original copy of Hocus Pocus that we had was the White Plague had gotten it. So it, it was uh, it was literally entirely white inside. So I was really happy bummer. when I got it again. But no, I don't. I can't remember all these specific moments. But I just remember it being a part of my Halloween tradition always. As I've gotten older, it's like I picked up these traditions again. And Hocus Pocus yeah. has to be one of them. And it's just it's just a fun movie. You can relax and enjoy, laugh out loud, and you know, watch it with your entire family. Yeah, absolutely, dude. I, and some of the one-liners uh, are really funny. The writing is pretty good. Um, one of the guys that did this, uh, he didn't – I don't think he actually wrote it, but he was the story by. Um, he basically put together most of the Child's Play series. 
Ooh, interesting. Um, yeah, I know. Um, and then one of the actual writers, uh, Neil Cuthbert, wrote one of my favorite movies of all time, Mystery Men. So I, I got appreciation for this movie just because of uh, stuff that that writer's done. I mean, and it's just like you said, it's well written, and it's it's one of those things like you could watch it now and it's still relevant, like it's still funny, you know. Right. So, I think yeah. everyone should put Hocus Pocus on their list. Get out there, watch it, and just enjoy some good old fashioned Disney humor. Yeah, absolutely, man. I I think my only regret was not having more Billy Butcherman. I liked I liked his part in it. I just wish they could have figured out a way to have more Billy Butcherman. I would agree with that. I liked it when he came back at the end and he was like super helpful. Oh, when he cut open yeah. his mouth. Remember that? His mouth was so yeah. shut. I, I read something or heard something some down, down the line that those the moths that actually fly out are, are not CGI. Those are actual real moths that he held. Oh, really? He held them in his mouth for that scene. Doug Jones. What a dude. Dude, put effort into a small role in Hocus yeah. Pocus to make it authentic. That's cool, man. That's cool. I don't know how this movie got a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. You know that? Right. I mean, everyone says it was a fail, you know, box office wise. I don't wise. understand. How? Because people have no imagination or soul. I just, dude, I don't understand. Like, I'm starting to lose a, lo- a little bit of faith in Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not Well, the lie. thing is, people, people go to movies with such a critical eye. And that's not what the movies are supposed to be about. You go to the movies for enjoyment. And if you go in there trying to already pick apart the movie... It's too much. Like, like we, we've talked about it for the Star Wars fans. Not, and I know you and I are Star Wars fans. <laughs> yeah. You're a little bit more of a critical Star Wars fan than I, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. I but, hate The Last Jedi. That's all I'm I know so much. And we're going to talk about it. Breathe. Are you okay? <laughs> I hate that movie. I hate that movie. Okay, go on. But like, I watch all movies. I go in going, I want to enjoy this. And whether it's good or bad, it's still an enjoyment thing right and the way I, I i choose a movie whether it's good or bad if it's bad i'm probably not going to watch it again right and that's about the end, sure. that's about what i'll say about it but like oh, well, just, it's not one of those i'm going to put into my memory bank but if it's good yeah. i'll watch it again and i'll probably own it other than that like i'm not going to pick apart right and i feel like that that's, it, that's what the rotten tomatoes society is kind of doing right they go into right. all they want to do is just like poo poo on things and it has yeah. to have this amazing writer. It has to have an amazing cast. It has to have this, 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 and all these boxes. But not everything's yeah. black and white. Right. Was, was Hocus Pocus, you know, a blockbuster? Probably not. But is it a fun yeah. movie to enjoy and watch? Yes. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. Yeah. I understand, man. Even Venom. I'm like, have you seen some of the scores on Venom that came out this last week? People aren't stoked on it. They're not stoked on it. And it's got, I saw, I think, I mean, I could totally be wrong here. Uh, from memory, I thought it had a 30% by critics, but like an 89% by fans. But then at the same time, like I've heard fans being like, yo, it was awful. But I don't know. I just don't know. I feel like some of their scores are just getting more inaccurate as the years go by. True. And I feel like as fans, people are putting so much emphasis, like this is destroying this or this is, you know, and they're not letting themselves enjoy it. Does that make sense? They're going in wanting to pick it apart. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. I get it. I At the same time, I feel like if I see a shitty movie, I'm going to call it a shitty movie. So I'm like, I, I get both sides of the both sides of the fence, man. For sure. I get it. There is no disputing. It's a great watch. And that's why it made my number one, man. It is a yeah. great watch. And 
I'm probably going to watch it again tonight because it's supposed to be like 42 degrees outside. I'm going to get my Uggs on. <laughs> I'm going to make a pumpkin yeah. latte. I'm going to eat some pumpkin cookies. Dude, pumpkin cookies sound amazing right now. Trader Joe's pumpkin spice cookies. Hit them up. That's right. That's right. You sent me a text this week, and you were like, dude, look what I picked up. They're, they're so good. Oh, my God. I'm such a fat kid. <laughs> yeah, man. We don't, that's, we, uh... It's hard to have cookies in the house. If we open a box, they're gone in the sitting. Dude, speaking of which, I made a very rookie mistake. I went and I bought three bags of candy already <laughs> to do that behind the counter picture to put in the pumpkin. Bro, they're gone. And they're gone. I, I thought I would have self-control. I did not. They've been gone for a week already. I applauded you because <laughs> you bought them before the podcast and were I would have eaten them all the way through the podcast and I wouldn't even have had anything left to put in the fucking pumpkin. I would have been like, damn it. <laughs> Truth be, my wife. My wife was like, I told her I bought three bags, and I'm like, oh, it's for the trick or treaters, and she's like, no, it's not. That's for you. And I was like, no, for real. Like, I can wait. Like, I I can have a couple and be like a normal adult and like save the rest of it. She's like, that's gonna be gone by next week, dude. My wife she was right. hides hides candies and cookies, like <laughs> so. Like one day she'll just be like, like in a little bowl. There'll be like M and M's, and then I'll eat all of that. Like in yeah. like five minutes, and I'll be like, "Where are the rest of the M and M's?" I look in the pantry, nowhere to be yeah. found. They're like hidden in her sock drawer, like, and I don't, and it's just like I'm not gonna go look. And so one day the bowl's full again, and I'm like, "Oh my god, yes!" So that's just yeah, that's kind of my world because if I had bags like you just sitting around, oh man, gone, bro. I'd pop in a movie and wouldn't even pay attention, and then I'd be done and just be like, "Holy shit!" I just ate 300 pieces of candy. You don't feel it. You don't feel it till the bag's gone. <laughs> it's like you sit and eat a king size candy bar you know you ate a king size candy bar you're munching on bite-sized shit dude you don't feel it no dude Crazy. yeah <laughs> that's why i'm a fat kid because i'm <laughs> dude <laughs> me too uh. man me too but hey dude i think that's a great idea get yourself some pumpkin cookies get yourself some a seasonal drink and you know everybody out there watch hocus pocus because it's that time of year and if you haven't watched it yet this season you should you should watch it. Yeah, and if you don't watch it at all during fall, you've done yourself a disservice. Yeah, I'm kind of sad I left it off my top ten. I feel like I uh, – I don't know, but then again, I'm glad of my top ten. Right. You know, it, you yeah. stick with your top ten, and you, you just, you're good. I think it was a great top ten. That's it. We'll be back next week with another kick-ass Halloween movie. For sure. And as always, guys, we are the guys behind the counter. If you ever have any questions or anything, hit us up. Uh, email us at behind the counter podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on our Instagram. Tell us. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Leave us a, leave us a, a review. Yeah. Give us a review on iTunes or just tell us what you want us to talk about. And we're happy to look into movies and talk about them. That's right. Yeah. And uh, hunt hard guys and rewind often.